0: hello everyone welcome to the shut up and teach podcast i'm your host elijah carbajal as a teacher i know how important it is to stay informed and inspired and that's one reason why i started this podcast on the shut up and teach podcast we have honest conversations and purposeful reflections on all things educational with the goal of inspiring you to take action in your classroom Whether you're a new teacher just starting out or you're a seasoned pro, we've got you covered. If it's educational related, we're going to talk about it. So be sure to hit that like and subscribe button so that you can stay updated when new content is released. Now, it's time to shut up and teach. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com. Now let's get on to the episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Shut Up and Teach podcast. I'm so thankful that you joined me for this episode, and I hope you end up sharing this episode with a friend as well, because on this episode, I've got a very special guest. Today, I spoke with Desmond Hasty. Desmond Hasty is an experienced computer technology teacher who loves to teach things like coding and introduce application software to students. He is driven by the philosophy that all students can achieve, and he takes great pride in building student-teacher rapport and inspiring students to overcome their obstacles. On this episode, you're gonna hear more about what Desmond does outside of teaching, which includes working for the company that published my book, EduMatch Publishing. Desmond holds several degrees ranging from bachelor to master's degree, and he is currently working towards an instructional certificate in educational technology. Desmond really shined in this episode, and I'm so glad you're here for it. You're going to hear him talk about what he loves most about teaching, what he loves most about teaching tech to middle schoolers, and then we also got into hip-hop conversation towards the end. So thank you so much for joining us. I know this is going to be an episode that you love. Now let's get to our episode with Desmond Hasty. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Shut Up and Teach podcast. I am here today with my friend Desmond Hasty. How are you, sir? Pretty good. Thank you. Good, good. Thank you so much for being on the show.
1: Yeah, it's a pleasure, man. I'm really excited. How are you doing? I'm sorry. I, I meant to do that, but it's like... Oh, favorite. no. You're,
0: <laughs> it's all good. We're both, like we said at the beginning, we're both kind of going through the the whole like head cold thing right we're both kind of getting over that we're a little loopy whatever uh so no worries about that my friend um i'm doing well other than you know like i said getting over the cold regular listeners you can probably tell i don't normally sound like this uh so I, i apologize for that but um we're gonna get through this this is gonna be a great conversation desmond um so i'm super super excited uh let's kick it off can you tell our listeners about your educational evolution
1: Yes, my educational evolution let's see um I, when i was I was not a very good student when I was younger um I just was distracted all over the place and didn't really buy into school very active, I loved sports, and I knew that I loved learning but not learning what was inside the walls of school. My grandmother was a teacher, um probably the most popular kindergarten teacher growing up in new york so um i She was definitely a role model. And I I said, one day I want to be a CEO because that's when Diddy was popular back then. Um, I wanted to be a principal because I love that autonomy and ownership of a school. And then I definitely wanted to be a teacher. So um, I eventually graduated from college, um, got a bachelor's in management information systems, got an external sales job that was not too good and I wasn't trained properly. And doing odd end jobs. And I said, you know what, I'm going to try this teaching job out. And if I get into this private Catholic school, um, I'm going to teach and I'm going to drop all the side hustles and give it my all. And that uh, almost 20 years later, that's, that's where I am. Hey, that's awesome.
0: That's pretty, that's pretty wild. That's pretty wild. So what was it that, that really kind of like clicked it? Like, cause you said like, I'm going to try this out and if it works, I'm going to drop everything. What was it that you knew? Like, Oh, this is working for me.
1: Um, Well, I, uh, I knew what wasn't working and uh, that external job um, that I had, had no training. Um, and it was just a high stakes environment. And I honestly got fired because it was that probationary period. So mm-hmm. um, I did not like, I like the multiple jobs thing, but not like multiple jobs when I'm not making amends, you know? Uh, so the teaching job, I, it was my first real job um, after getting my bachelor's degree. And I said, you know, I'm going to put my all into that and see if that works. The support network was pretty good. Um, in hindsight, uh, it wasn't that good because my support network is much better now. But um, it seemed very valuable at the time. And I said, you know, what? this is the best, like, holistic, real person job, real world job I've had as an adult. I'm going to try to make this thing work. That's awesome.
0: That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. That's an, that's an incredible story. So, um, now in talking before, you know, and, and doing my research with you, you know, and just our conversations that we've had, you've described, um, you're an, you work as an ed tech consultant, but you also work as a, um, you serve as a computer science teacher for middle school. So let's, yeah. let's take time to, to talk about the first one there, the, um, the ed tech consultant. So, um, Talk to us about what, what your uh, business is all about and kind of like what value does that bring to the educational community?
1: Sure. Well, um, I started my business the year, the school year of the pandemic. So I left teaching and I um, said, you know what? I love teaching technology. I love education. Let me go ahead and do this. Um, my first client was School District of Philadelphia and I was a subcontractor. And um, one thing I did that I wasn't prepared for is like a, kind of like an ed tech coach. Um, so that was what my business was currently about. I was, I mean, was um, pioneered off of I wanted to be an ed tech coach and I wanted to be a, a tech trainer and, and all of these things, but I didn't have the training for that. And I didn't have the educational experience because I'm not certified as an instructional um, teacher. So um, it's mutated to be more of um, kind of like a, a social media marketer for um, ed tech people or people in education. So uh, that's what I do. I'm affiliated with EduMatch. I work for them um, right now and I do a lot of uh, marketing. So if anything that goes out, most of the things, I'd say about 85% that go out for um, EduMatch is by me and not by me, but I help facilitate that. I work with the great uh, Dr. Sarah and um, Mandy Freylich. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, my main thing. I do work with a couple of other people, but I'm, I'm really trying to do more marketing like that and hopefully get back into the ed tech, not um, coaching, but I like training, training for adults. That's actually what got me into teaching. I used to be a restaurant trainer um, for California Pizza Kitchen. I opened up a couple of restaurants for them in the um, New Jersey and, uh, and Pennsylvania area i said you know what i'm going to go into teaching and then it's kind of like a full circle thing going on
0: mm-hmm. yeah so yeah you you love that i love that you have that passion to also serve adults and serve serve the teachers in this area and like hey let me help these schools you know and the the adults that are working with the kids but uh you are you are also you're also a, a middle school teacher so it, was it always middle school or do, do you have experience in other grade levels? Like where, where, what does that look like for you?
1: Well, I started teaching at a vocation, one of the fewest, if not the only private vocational coeducational educational um, Catholic school in the country. It's called a uh, Mercy, Vo- well, I don't know what it's called now, but it's in North Philly. Um, I started teaching high school in a Votex school. school. Um, I went to middle school after two years for a year of a failing charter and it did not work out. I actually hated it. Most of my experience is with high school. I taught in a uh, charter school for about ten years in West Philly, and as I moved down to Delaware, I now teach in the smallest school in Kent, in Maryland, It's called Kent County Kent County um, Middle School, and um, it's my th- I'm in my third year there now. So it's my favorite. Uh, type of student to teach age group to teach. Mm -hmm. Um, I I absolutely love it I only three years in but I can tell that there's just magic there's something there that I was meant for this. Um, At the same time I think it's a timing issue because I can't say when I first taught middle school you know how I didn't like it and if I were to get into teaching now um, for the first time without any experience I don't think I would like it very much but uh, middle school teaching them has taught me a lot about myself.
0: Oh, awesome. Yeah. That's it. That's incredible. Um, so what is that? Is that it? Is that the thing that's like, man, that like that's the thing that I love the most about my job?
1: Uh, no, it's one of the things, I mean, I, I, I like I like so many things that I, I mean, I can't, I don't think I can name all of them. Um, I, I like the volatility and that sounds really, really crazy. But I mean, I recently found out that I have 80, I was diagnosed with ADHD Um, And I knew something was uh, different about me growing up, but that volatility kind of feeds into the, uh, the dopamine that I like, you know, Um, and uh, I used to see how the students would gift my grandma with gifts and how they adored her and they, not just everyone adored her in education and, and everyone wants to be loved at some point, but Mm -hmm. high school, I didn't get that. I didn't get that feeling, you know, I didn't get the vibe. Um, I definitely was liked amongst uh, my colleagues and middle school is just like, it is truly as volatile as a love and hate thing. It's also volatile. It's volatile in any way, love, hate, um, happy, sad. It's like, I'm super and I I, I want to learn so, so much and it's, or it can be the opposite. And I'm defined and I hate you and I don't want to learn anything. And I mean, so weathering that storm is fantastic because I can see that in my, my own children. I have three children and- um one is in high school, one's in uh, post-secondary, um, and one is in middle school right now. But I've been weathering a storm with myself, with teaching, and then with them. So that trifecta helps me kind of shift and balance everything. So I I feel like I relate to them so much at some point. And that's, I think, where I was failing or um, I didn't have the experience of my first tenure and um, my first stint at middle school. So um, I like that. I, I I welcome the challenge. I love challenges, and I look forward to anything that they're bringing because I mean, there is no way that you can be the perfect teacher and know how to teach every kind of student. But I love the the challenge of of meeting them where they are.
0: It's awesome. Yeah, I believe it takes I believe it takes a really special person to you know to to tackle certain grades and everything. You know, um, can every teacher do every certain grade I think to an extent yes but I think everybody's it's important for everybody to find their niche and like find their spot of you know this is where this is where I thrive at you know as a teacher and this is where my strengths can really shine so I'm I'm really glad that you found a spot like that for you you know not saying that you weren't thriving in your other you know in high school and all that but I'm really I'm really glad to hear that for you um and that things are kind of things are kind of working well for you in your classroom. So um, what is it that you value the most out of like the teaching aspect of your job?
1: Um, first of all, thank you for saying that. That's it, real cool to know. Um, you said, what do I value the most? Yeah, what, what do you value the most about teaching? I think about teaching overall, I love seeing people learn. I mean, it could be my colleagues, it could be the admin. Um, more, more than not, it's the students. And uh, through my experience, they don't necessarily want to shout, I learned. I mean, middle school is a little bit different. Um, in my experience with high school, they sometimes don't want to let you know what they know or don't know what they get or don't get and definitely not what um, they've learned. But I love seeing them learn in any and it and. I don't discriminate. It could be they could learn anything. It could be relative to my topic or to, to NBA. I mean, I, I've i met so many students that are sneakerheads and I'm like, take that energy and harness it and let's like do something where you can actually make money, you know, not just obsess over things or obsess over games, you know. So yeah. I love seeing them learn. And if I can help bridge that learning for anything, it, that really makes my day. So
0: you, you brought up something, though. You said something there. Um, my wife made the transition to middle school when we moved um, from where we were previously at um, back to Albuquerque. Um, that was 2020. So she made the transition to middle school. She's an art teacher there. And one of the things she noticed is that the kids are really interested when you talk to them about money. Oh. And you, 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 you made that comment, like you're into this, like, how can we, how can we, do this and make money out of it right right that to me is like those real conversations like Absolutely. how important is it for like for especially at middle school right mm-hmm. developing ages right you know a lot of kids are going through like i'm trying to figure out identity and you know who they are and all that so how important is it to have those types of conversations with middle school kids
1: it's very very important i mean um case in point is my son my son has been transitioning so much in middle school. It's been, it is true. He's like the epitome of a teenager in terms of like the changes and the growth and how certain things don't end up the way he wants to and how he has to deal with it and learn. And um, using money, he, I started giving my, as a side a side thing, I started giving um, my children allowance when I think when he entered middle school. And I read somewhere, and I think this is phenomenal. You, when, if you were to institute as a parent a whole um, an allowance um, scale, it shouldn't be contingent on what the the child does. You know, them doing chores and doing things like that should be part of a community building thing. But an allowance, kind of like your paycheck, you could do a good job, a bad job, it may be affected down the line, but you're getting your paycheck every every two weeks. So I talked with my, my children about that. And I said, you know what, you're going to get a paycheck, you're going to get your allowance every two weeks. And he's uh, his growth in just learning about money, both of their girls and um, learning about money and how they're managing it and seeing it are just very, very mature, you know, and I wish I had that when I was growing up. So to circle back teaching kids about money, how to acquire it, what to do with it, how to use it. And, um, it's very, very important. I mean, and and I aspire to be a math teacher. I used to want to be a math teacher when I was younger. If all teachers would, especially in middle school, to circle it back to money and use that as like a real world example, I think the buy-in would increase because it's more tangible for them. You know what I mean? My,
0: my next question for you would be, um, in like a world of advancing technology, right? Yeah. How do we make sure that like, our humanness is still attached to that,
1: to like what we do with that technology? Really good question. Um, uh, I haven't really thought about it. I mean, it is advancing tremendously. And I feel like I'm on, I don't know if it's called the low end, but I'm on the end where I'm just teaching about technology and teaching about the nuts and bolts in the computer science Mm -hmm. ethics I have a a great time to talk with my students at a formidable age about ethics, and I think if we have a, a moral and ethical compass, it will help us stay attuned to things as they evolve. So, case in point is ChatGPT and and AI overall. You know, um, if we are using it like technology should be um, handled, we're using it as a leverage know against our intellect and our hard work and and advancing and don't take advantage of it i think that is a good um barometer about where we're going to be headed and kind of our future you know um, when we want to be malicious so it's hate speech on social media you know mm-hmm. or um twitter bots or x bots whatever they're called now you know or um or even using chat gpt to uh cheat on Essays and papers, you know, it's it's not it's a disservice, you know. I don't, I can't say, man. This, I'm blindly saying this. I can't say with certainty that anyone pursuing their PhD or any kind of um, doctoral studies with a dissertation would use ChatGPT solely to write their dissertation. Like they're at the ultimate level to gain that um, that knowledge and to put. All of their findings and their research into a formal paper. No. So using ChatGPT would would be something that they can generate for ideas, but by itself, no, that's elementary. You know, I mean, and anyone that's using it for that malice is, is it's not it's not good. They they don't they're short sighted. You know, so I mean, I'm I'd like to talk with my students about all types of ethical things. I don't I don't think it's good to restrict. So where educators or um, administrators go with restricting cell phone use to, like, I can't access chat GPT while I'm logged into my school Wi-Fi, like that is, that's insane, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, not to trust your, not to trust your colleagues uh, on or um, any of your faculty to not use it maliciously, I mean, but that along with cell phone use and any other restrictions, stunts the growth of the students and the potential, you know what I mean? And, and, and it's, it's challenging.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Because I mean, you, you know, so many people are like, Oh, you know, AI is coming. It's like, no, it's already here, you know, <laughs> and it's been here for a long time and just in just various forms right? that we've right. seen. It's just, a, it's just, this is what's hot right now. Yeah. And, you know, but we've seen already now all these, different ways of you know the text to images right and you know right, all these major. different features um are just they're just mind blowing to me but you bring up a good point about the ethical consideration um and again like i like man you like i need to get you and my wife to sit down and talk yeah. as middle school teachers because sure. as an artist she teaches that tr- like she teaches that big time like ethical consideration like copyright you know because A lot of the stories are about that she teaches around these painters it's like yeah somebody tried to steal this painting like people have tried to rip this person off and yeah you know all this stuff and like how artists protect their work and all that so she does go into that as well of like the ethical consideration hey we're doing digital art you need a reference piece but you can't just steal any image off the internet right you know and so um yeah you two need to sit down and talk about about all the middle school things but i like that's so great of you to do that and you know you're you're really really are setting up your your kids in this next future for uh for success in this area so my hats off to you my friend thanks all righty so um we're going to we're going to kind of get sort of ready to wrap up here but um you and I you and I are connected on Twitter and all that and then I had shared out something about what I was listening to um and it was doomsday by uh corday and the late juice world right and miracle lemonade and uh you were like what like i didn't know you were like all this stuff when we started going back and forth and then that's when i was like oh all right man like this this guy's into hip-hop too like this is cool like Mm -hmm. and um so i was i i did have chat gpt help me here um put together a list of uh kind of this or that or this person or that person sort of thing so you ready to play a little game here i'm ready i'm so excited all right so you're it could be like again just for whatever reason doesn't you don't have to you don't have to give the reason but if you want to you can all right so i'm gonna list them off here you ready yes all right so we got Nas or jay-z i'm gonna go jay-z jay-z all right N.W.A. or Wu-Tang Clan? i going to go Wu-Tang. Wu-Tang? All yeah. right. All right. Dr. Dre or Puffy?
1: Oh, Dr. Dre. All right.
0: Man. Uh, Timbaland or Pharrell?
1: Ah. Uh, Jeez. Probably going to go Timbaland. Timbaland? Yeah. Was that one a little tougher? That one was tougher because they were both influential, you know, and I like Pharrell as an artist better, better but um the nineties Timbaland had like had some good tracks that yeah. Yeah,
0: it a good run. Yeah. yeah. All righty. Um Foxy Brown or Missy
1: Elliott? Ooh, Foxy. Foxy. Okay.
0: Uh Snoop Dogg or Ice
1: Cube. Ooh, I'm going I'm going Snoop. Snoop. All yeah. right.
0: I just saw uh we just saw Snoop. He was here in Albuquerque um back in September. My wife and I saw him. He was, wow. here, with, he was here with uh Too Short and Wiz Khalifa. It was a oh. yeah, that was a crazy concert. It was awesome. Yeah, that's, it was legit. That's cool, man. All right. Um a couple of a couple of new newer newer artists, I guess. Kendrick Lamar or J. Cole?
1: Oh, Cole. Oh, I'm big J. Cole fan. Yeah. That's not fair to put them together. However, <laughs> J. Cole's gonna win every I've just claimed him my favorite artist. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's my favorite artist of all time. I just just and he just had his um new number one, his number one billboard ever. Yeah. First ever. Have you ever heard of that? Like Uh-oh. he's never had a number one on a billboard, and it was really? first person shooter with Drake. Oh, Did you hear with that
0: Drake? Song? I, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Oh um, my played the his song. Verse is, his versus killer. He's,
0: but he but, but you know what? I, okay, so I'm blaming ChatGPT because that one they were put together by ChatGPT. Okay, but, um, but he, what's the ver- what's the verse? I love love when they argue. The hardest MC is A yeah. Dot, is it Aubrey or me? I was like, oh yes. my gosh, yes, like, we the big three, like we started the league. I'm like, oh my gosh, great, awesome. oh so great, yeah, just absolutely insane. All right, so this one, I ooh, this one, this one was tough, but Eminem or
1: Lil Wayne. Oh, Eminem. it was tough
0: for it was tough for me.
1: Okay, yeah, I I like both of them a lot, and I I listen to both of them like a whole lot. But Eminem has, he's on the uh, what do you call it? the Mount Rushmore MCs for me? All right, all right. Just, yeah. Whoa,
0: nice. Uh, Biggie or
1: DMX? Oh, Biggie. I like Biggie. both of them a lot, but Biggie's was he used to be like my favorite, especially when he came out. Whoa, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. Okay. He just had that sound. He's kind of like Snoop. Just like everything, yeah, yeah. the way he says it, just is like it just yeah, yeah, like,
1: absolutely. DMX right. was very, DMX, however, was very influential. Sounds bad, but after after Big, Biggie died, DMX was very influential to me. He was super poetic. A lot of his ad, a lot of his um interludes on his his album are great. Yeah,
0: yeah, mm-hmm. nice, yeah. Um, we got a couple other female artists here. We got Rhapsody or Nicki Minaj.
1: Don't really know Rhapsody well, so I'll go with Nicki. Go with Nicki. All right,
0: Eric B. and Rakim or EPMD.
1: Oh, that's not fair. First of all, (laughs) side note Rakim is my cousin. Super side note. No, yeah, he married no, yeah, Rakim married my cousin, so we're cousin cousin by marriage, but and um, oh, super. This is all. I don't even know if this needs Dang, to be Six
0: degrees of separation. Isn't that crazy?
1: crazy? Whoa, man. Super cool guy. You ever heard of the game Silo?
0: No. Uh, it sounds familiar, but I don't right. I don't think so I've ever a, played it or seen a, it. Yeah.
1: There's a street dice game called CeeLo. Rakim taught me how to play that actually. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Rakim so, taught um, you
0: how to play CeeLo.
1: Yeah, so I have to go with my family, Rakim. However, EPMD for the record was the first rap group that I got, they like bridged me into hip-hop. Back in the late 80s, I memorized one of their songs, the first rap song I ever um, memorized is called I'm Mad. Like, I love, and they're from Long Island. So I was like, mm. what? Dang. So, yeah, EPMD is, well, super, super influential to in me.
0: All righty. Um So I got two more here. Um, this one's two albums. So I picked two albums okay. to go against each other here. So Illmatic or ready to die?
1: Ready to die. Yeah, ready, ready to, to die. die. Mm-hmm.
0: Nice. Okay. Yeah. And then I, uh, this wasn't on there, but you mentioned it. Who's on your Mount Rushmore?
1: Oh, whoa. Mount Rushmore. Okay. So I definitely have to put J. Cole up there. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with, <sighs> I said Eminem. So I'm going to commit to those two. Mount Rushmore has four, right? Yes. All right. So we have um, Eminem, J. Cole. I'm going to go Jay Z and then I'm probably going to do Most Deaf.
0: Most Deaf.
1: Most, most deaf. deaf is something else too, though. He's one of my, my favorite. He was my favorite as I was transitioning from getting over big passing. But um, J. Cole is like the newer version of all of them combined like well
0: and and you know his like Mos and uh talib kwali like on black star yeah, oh um, man
1: if i could put them up there but that's two if i could put them up there that's what i would do instead of most Deaf. but yeah i go solo. i go most Deaf. man most they are yeah. highly recommend anyone into hip-hop to listen to those artists we just talked about because man it'll change your mind about the current hip-hop and where hip-hop has come from
0: Yeah. No. Awesome, man. Thanks for playing along. That was fun. Yeah. That's real cool. (laughs) Thanks, man. All right. So, uh, all right. So we got the last, last question of the show here. This is actually three part. Uh, So what are we, what are you listening to lately? What have you been reading and uh, what have you been watching?
1: Okay. Um, Let me do the watching first. Can I do that? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Go in any order. order.
1: My son is big time into suits on Netflix. I don't watch TV like at all. I'm just doing so much, but I see my kids once a week and then um, every other weekend. So I have different shows with them, but Suits, I'm like addicted to Suits. So uh, Suits on Netflix, highly recommend it. Um, nice. Awesome, awesome stuff. Um, listening to right now, like I said, uh, anything J. Cole, I think his album's about to drop for whatever new stuff. So I listen to First Person Shooter almost every day. I nice. love J. Cole. So I usually, ha- um, usually listen to at least a J. Cole song a day or more and i'm um, nice. to stay abreast with newer hip-hop coming out it's lots of good female artists dropping but um yeah and nice. then the next thing is what am i reading i'm in a grad class that i'm hopefully gonna finish up soon so oh. i'm reading a psychology uh psych 101 kind of textbook right now that's pretty good and um i just finished but i'm going back to do an assignment it's called educated by um tara oh. westover oh, such a such a great book man is that
0: the one with like it's a is it like a pencil on the cover yeah yeah yeah. yeah
1: yeah exactly. okay okay
0: okay yeah that one's been in my like books you may like um Ooh, like being like in audible yeah yeah i
1: i well that's how i i check most of my books are audible because i can't oh, okay and yeah, stay awake but i mean then and... But um, Recom- yeah,
0: you recommended yeah.
1: them big time. It's okay. really, really good. It, I mean, you can't even tell the way it's going. Cause I didn't have any, I read it for my grad class. I had no preface of what it was about, but man, it's, it's a good, I can't wait to read it again. Yeah. Awesome, dude.
0: Awesome, man. Thank you very sure. much for sharing. We appreciate that. All right. Well, Desmond, um, thank you so, so much for being on the show. Um, how can our listeners find out uh, or find you, get connected with you, um, and uh your ed tech company as well.
1: Right. Okay. Well, the main thing is to reach me on X. It's D Hasty Zero One. That's D-H-A-S-T-Y zero one. Um, through that you can find me on um uh what do you call it? All the socials pretty much. Um, Facebook's kind of locked down, but I have my um company is hasty tech. Um, um, and then uh, I don't even know if that's the right one. Just go to d Hasty zero one and we'll be okay. Um yeah. And reach out to me there. And I have all my socials usually connected through X and I appreciate, um appreciate you, Elijah. I love this. This you're like my first official podcast person. So I'm excited, Oh about man.
0: That. Awesome. Yeah. This,
1: heck yeah, dude. This was fun. Yeah.
0: Thanks so much again for being on the show.
1: Yes. Likewise, man. All right. Take care have a good one.
0: All right. You too. All right. Listeners. Thank you so much. We appreciate you joining us for this conversation. Um, we hope that you enjoyed it. Please share it out with a friend, colleague, Uh, Go give it a nice uh, five-star rating, follow Desmond, and we will see you on the next show. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Shut Up and Teach podcast. I hope that you'll check out previous episodes, and I hope that you'll share this with a friend or a colleague.